Welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us again. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Michael Kelly. He's joining us here as Clinical Fellow in Pediatrics at Massachusetts General Hospital to talk about his research, burnout, disparities, and outcomes of the COVID-19 pandemic. His uh, information was recently presented at the American Thoracic Society's annual scientific meeting, uh, ATS 2022. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Michael Kelly. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Now, uh, as I said, you're currently a clinical fellow in pediatrics at Mass General, and I understand that you've been cited many times in, in multiple studies and publications. Could you give us a look into your current area of research? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. Very kind to say so. But I think that basically, so I'm one of the doctors here at Mass General. I see both adults and children. And I think um, throughout my training, I think I've seen kind of the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on uh, both adults and kids. And I actually took the last year to spend some time doing a dedicated year of uh, funded research to kind of look into some of these things. Um, and so I think one thing we looked a lot about was the differential impact of COVID-19 in different patient populations. I think that's something that's been kind of documented throughout the media and also scientific literature, especially things as far as uh, social vulnerability, race, ethnicity, different social factors that have resulted in differential impact of COVID-19. And I think that's something we really want to dig into to see how both what explains some of these problems and also what we can do to fix was it the fact that it was the COVID-19 pandemic that prompted a look into these disparities? We've had other pandemics before. What was it about this particular scenario that prompted such research? That's a great question. I think that and the honest answer is that these issues of disparities based on things like social vulnerability, race, and ethnicity have existed in healthcare for as long as I've ever seen it, for as long as I've been doing research into the matter. What happened with the COVID-19 pandemic is I think we saw things on a scale um, that was, I think, uh, and, and a rapidity. You know, this was happening in front of our eyes in such a fast nature, given the nature of the pandemic, that I think called more people to realize some of the things that others in the field had already been noticing for a long time. So I think to your point, it wasn't anything new. This is These are challenges that we've had for many diseases. Uh, you could think of any, almost any disease I've ever seen has disparities for many of these issues. But the difference for COVID was how widespread these problems were. And I think we had the world's attention a little bit more. Mm. We had everyone seeing how impactful COVID was. And I think being able to then uh, show how much of these issues were disparately affecting different populations of folks had more people engaged in the conversation, which meant that we needed to act to kind of show them both how bad these issues are, the disparities are, mm. and also had more impetus for us to then be able to act upon them, hopefully, and hopefully work to change them in a way that hasn't always been as successful with other um, issues or pandemics in the past, as you noted. Were there any challenges that you faced when conducting your research, uh, maybe expected challenges due to the nature of the research, or maybe some unexpected challenges that you'd like to share? Yeah, certainly. So I think one thing we always think about when we're thinking about the intersection between health outcomes and different demographic things, and what we're th just to be clear about it, we're talking about things of race, ethnicity, social vulnerability, and these things are, are, are social factors. These are social constructs. It's not anything about anyone's race or ethnicity that changes their genetics or any predisposition to these diseases. The reason that we see a different, uh, um, a differential impact, a greater impact in patients who are non-white or who have uh, race 
race other than white or have ethnicity other than uh, non-Hispanic is because there are different social factors that increase the prevalence of COVID in these populations and increase uh, the severity of the disease in those populations. And when that happens, it is very challenging to tease out what the factors are that are causing that because things like um, structural racism and inequality are baked into our society in different ways, such that if the reality is that people are more likely to say live in a, a home with many other people in it, that may also reflect that may, that may be the case that what's causing their COVID to be um, more prevalent in those communities, but it's also the fact that they um, don't have the same incomes as other uh, races or ethnicities do. So those things often are what we call collinear in in the research, meaning they tend to go together which makes it very hard to dissect out kind of what is the most important factor causing this differential impact in those communities. And the reason we want to figure that out is because once we figure out what the biggest drivers of these differences are, we can then work on the structure or um, other changes to untangle those disparities, to get rid of them. Um, so that's kind of one of the expected challenges uh, of that is trying to tease apart these different factors that may explain the differential impact, um, not based on any individual characteristics, but again, about the societal influence of these things. Um, but it's a challenging problem to do because of that issue of what I call collinearity or effect that many of these factors tend to go together. Was there anything as far as the outcomes and the findings of your study that surprised you or was the bulk of your research uh, supportive of things that you were already aware of or already suspected within the uh, healthcare community? Yeah. So as as I was saying, kind of what's been known, and I think what's been documented in the literature and both in the media, is that there's a differential differential impact of COVID-19, the pandemic, based on race and ethnicity. But what's less clear is what are the factors that have been driving that. And whereas things like income inequality, housing uh, discrimination and impact may have uh, a role, and also things like beyond race and ethnicity, things like language, we wondered kind of if we could try to figure out what was the main driver. And I think one of the things we found that did surprise us is that we were able to show that um, preferred language, what language people prefer to speak at home and for their health care, actually explained about 50% of the overall disparity based on race and ethnicity and in, in the data we had. So to say that another way, it seemed that differences in language were a huge part of this disparity we were saying based on race and ethnicity. And to kind of think about why that might be the case, we don't exactly know from what we've shown, and that's an area for future research. But you can imagine if people have a preferred language that is in English, much of the healthcare setting and what has been distributed about COVID-19 is often in English. And while obviously it is the, it is the expectation that anybody who has preferred language other than English gets the access to the healthcare resources in the language they prefer, this can be challenging at times to find interpreter services or interpreting all of the, not only the spoken interactions between a healthcare provider and a patient, but also the information about the healthcare issue like uh, COVID-19. And especially early on in the pandemic when so much was changing, uh, I wonder if some of that was lost um, for our patients who have a different language other than English. Uh, now, I'm under the impression that your research focuses mainly on the patient's outcome, the patient's viewpoint and these disparities as they affect the, the care and the mental acceptance or rejection of the patient. But did any of the research look into how these disparities or the discovery or realization of these disparities affect the healthcare provider when they discover them or find that they are maybe involved in them even unwittingly? 
Uh, and that's, that's a good question. I think our research has not focused as much on kind of the impact on the health care provider. We have been focused on the patient-facing aspect of this. Mm-hmm. You're certainly right in that. But I think there have been other colleagues who have thought about burnout and especially as it relates to the pandemic and, and other uh, health care issues in the past. But I think your question is uh, one that I've personally thought about a lot. And I think other people have too, is starting to realize these disparities and how you may be complicit in part of these um, systemic structural issues that are, are facing our patients and the healthcare system. And then I think that that is a thing that we all must, I think, think about a little bit. And that is what's going to help us figure out if we can actually work to change them and help unpack them ourselves. Well, Michael, if you would give us a website where we can learn more about Mass General. Sure. So learn more about Mass General at massgeneral.org. Um, and that's where you can find both our patient care information and also as well as our research. It's been a pleasure speaking with you this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we'll have an opportunity to speak again. Uh, thank you again for your time as well. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Michael Kelly. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.